0: It's time for the Noble Capital Radio Hour with the team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area and beyond. Featuring the Vice President of Noble Capital Wealth Management, Jess Hamill, and Financial Advisor Jonathan Birkeland. Here's your host,
1: Walter Storholt. Well, thanks for listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt here alongside Jess Hamill and Jonathan Birkeland, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you throughout the Austin area. And we're going to try and make financial planning a little bit easier on today's show by drawing a cool parallel, I think. We're going to talk about retirement planning and how it relates to personal training or getting in shape guys I know that you are probably on the same train as me is always trying to get in better shape maybe so we can run or jog or walk faster lift more weights at least look a little bit better for the ladies out there Uh, have you guys had your own kind of personal journeys of trying to stay in shape and, and get fit over the years In the past, yes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jess loves to run. That's just his favorite I I told him the other day, if you ever see me running, you better start running too because something's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, I actually do enjoy running. Uh, That's one of my favorite things to do from an activity standpoint. At least it was until... I tripped and fell, and my my <laughs> kneecap swelled up, and, and I I couldn't walk forever, and was gonna get on a plane for
3: vacation two days later. That was that was a great time, but yeah, uh, I was I was mad at him because I'm always telling him don't run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't. And we're going to London and Prague, and he shows up limping <laughs> on crutches. On crutches, <laughs> I gotta drag his luggage around with me oh, no. all over London and Prague. It was hilarious. <laughs> oh no. So that that you
1: got your workouts in that way, Jess. When you were, oh. When you were it, right there.
2: Yeah, and it's it's hard work crutching around a whole airport, <laughs>
3: yeah. Let alone, let alone entire city. It's uh, you get your workout for sure. In my in my my 30s, I got up every morning at my personal trainer at 530, ran for an hour, and worked out for an hour from 30 till 38. Best shape I was ever in, in my entire life. And then uh, broke my back and everything went downhill from there and quit working out and got fat. And now I'm, now I'm skinny, but I'm nowhere, not in shape. <laughs> well, we'll allow you to draw on your past experiences of
1: uh, getting in shape. And Jonathan and I will work on current experiences of trying to uh, do the same. Over the past year, I've gone from not being able to even jog for any small period of time to I can run a 5k now so wow I've had a good past year of getting healthy and I I still need to I still have a lot of weight to drop but I've gotten stronger and you know everything else has been coming along with it so the endurance has really increased so it's great so I can draw on some experiences here too but one thing I definitely have learned is that you probably just can't read a book to get in shape right i mean you're not going to read a book and then all of a sudden become in shape you can use it as a guide but it's not going to happen unless you go and make it happen and, and do it and i think the same thing happens in the financial world right but some people think they can just probably like read a book you know investing how to or retirement for dummies and then kind of automatically know how to do it properly
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah i would agree with that 100 um, it's not going to work unless you do something and it's amazing how many clients come in here um, having read one of those books and already think they know what they're doing. And I'm right. like, well, they're, or even
2: an article, right? Yeah, be a an article, Just, uh, I love you know, that, you know, on the internet. Went to yahoo.com and found this wonderful article about <laughs> retirement planning and you know, it says I'm going to be a millionaire my n- money's never going to run out. How does that, you know?
3: Yeah, but they still haven't done anything with
2: it. Correct. Correct. Yes. So that, that's correct. We get. I mean, it's not to put down. It's great to go out and get knowledge. Right. Read up. Uh, find out facts and, and help sort of add to your knowledge base when it comes to retirement planning. It always helps to talk to somebody who's a little more educated on the subject than not, and certainly helps you make make good decisions. But when it comes to it, just getting a book or reading a book is isn't uh, you know rubber on the pavement.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
1: You, you got to combine that knowledge with uh, some drive and determination to make things happen. And Jess, you kind of touched on this a minute ago too. And you were talking about your experiences of getting in shape that best time of your life. I think I heard you mention working out with a trainer and just like in, you know, fitness training, doing it on your own. You can try, but it's so much easier when you've got a trainer or a coach there with you, kind of pushing you outside your comfort zone and taking you to that next level. I've definitely experienced that going to the gym on my own, much less successful when than using a personal trainer or some sort of coach. Right. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's
3: necessarily easier, but it gets the it gets better results. Easier to get better results.
2: Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. 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 And kind of like, you know, working with an advisor that we try to make it easier. Right. But the reality is there's still the same decisions to be made. There's still the, the same retirement plan to put together. It just helps, you know, two heads better than one. And certainly someone who spends all their days um, really. Looking at at retirement plans, it absolutely helps uh, to have that expert
3: involved. Plus, having interaction. It's one thing to read an article, it's another thing to be able to look them in the face and ask them a question about what they just said. So, I always, when I get clients that came in and they they read an article about one particular asset class, I always encourage them before they even start the article, scroll to the bottom, see who read the article. Because or who wrote the article, because if the person who authored it is somebody who will be losing money or suffering some negative consequence as a result of you doing the action they're writing about, then scroll to the next one. That's going to be biased. Hmm.
1: Yeah, Very interesting. Uh, as we uh, kind of walk through these comparisons, in case you're just joining us here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour, we're talking about personal training and the parallels to retirement planning. We've all probably tried to get in shape at one point in time or another, so hopefully this is uh, certainly relevant to you. When I was looking to work with a personal trainer one time, there was one that happened to be right next door to where I was working. And so I was like, well, this will be a great fit. I'll come in, I'll do personal training sessions in the morning and then go to work the rest of the day. Seemed like a really good fit. And then I was looking at his certifications and he had all these great certifications, worked with uh, you know top university athletes, had all these really high-end things that I'd never heard of that were certifications and all these sort of things. So we started working out and you know it really wasn't a great fit. I think he was really designed designed to essentially work with high-end athletes and here you know big Walt comes rolling through like you know I'm not able to do these super athletic crazy moves that he's trying to have me do so I don't think I got any benefit I didn't lose any weight or any pounds through working out with him because I think I was spending the whole time trying not to injure myself um,
2: <laughs> you're selling yourself short
1: Walter of course you're a you're high high-level athlete right <laughs> yeah back when I was 12 um, you know so I also was coming off of an ACL injury too so that was kind of Fair another enough. another reason why maybe we weren't a great fit. Well, I know certifications and designations and those kinds of things, you know, make big noise in the financial world, but does it kind of follow that same rule of thumb in the personal training world where it may not be the end all be all?
3: You know, I mean, I think it has some influence. If you're going to work with somebody, they should have some experience and knowledge, but the fact that they've got a lot of initials after their last name on their business card is not necessarily... Um, Mean that they're a perfect fit, or that they really have your best interest in mind.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody makes a big deal out of being a fiduciary, right? And and while that's certainly important, a fiduciary can still do you wrong and give you bad advice, right? I mean, it's it's just it's down to the the individual at that point. Um, Remove the certifications. It's about finding a person that you can trust, that you can work with, that helps you understand. You know everything that's going on in the planning process and ultimately makes you feel comfortable. That's what it's all about. So don't get lost. Yes, certifications, but there's also lots of flashy marketing and, you know, uh, commercials and this, that, and the other. I mean, don't get lost in in all of that. Make sure you actually meet with the individual, the advisor, and and make sure they're a good fit for you on a, on a personal level. Um, Just kind of like you do with your trainer, Walter. I mean, if it's not a fit, if you're not feeling it, you don't feel motivated, you don't feel confident about what's going on, then, you know it's okay to to find somebody else. You don't always uh,
3: strike gold on the first strike, right? Yeah, and so a, a lot of it's about a personality fit. You know, when I take a client on, we I don't take on everybody that comes through the door, right? Right. And I'll tell them that day one, you there, you have to overcome three hurdles to become my client. One, can I actually make a difference for you? I'm not just here to turn up the salesman volume and you know flip a product and make some a little small commission i'm here to actually make a difference in your whole plan Mm -hmm. two are you serious are you going to come to your appointments and get here on time but number three is do we get along do do our personalities match i'm not a good match for everybody that comes through the door and i'll be the first one to tell them that so you know it boils down to do you trust the person and did they explain it to you in a way that made sense or did it sound like you're being sold and make sure it's believable i hate when i sit down with a client and i'll lay something out and it's not necessarily the news they want to hear so they go to another advisor, tell them you're fine, you're, you're just fine. You, you know, you came in here with four hundred thousand dollars. You're going to live the rest of your life and die with two million dollars, and, and they believe it. I'm like, does that sound right to you? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, guys. Buy some common sense. So yeah. It's, it's yeah. just just use common sense and and make sure you can trust the person and don't meet somebody and an hour later let them be telling you what to do with the rest of your life. Exactly. Sure you yeah, yeah. A series of appointments like we do.
2: It's not like buying a car. It's not just a transaction, right? Just just like personal training, you're, you're committing to something that's uh, hopefully long-term, you know. It's, it's not as long as the, the advisor relationship where it's it's pretty much a lifelong relationship, you know. It's, but in both scenarios it's something that there's a lot of time commitment to and a lot of really just commitment by both sides to making that relationship work it's something more than just a transaction so find that person that you know you want to you want to
3: trust long term and and have a a good strong relationship with to add to that i would say pay attention to how much they pay attention to what you say so in our first appointment i do a lot of listening i'm trying to figure out what this person's goals are what their comfort level is with the various levels of risk so if somebody, if you interview somebody and when you come back to them, they're they're presenting something to you that's completely different than what you specifically said you were interested in or weren't interested in, then they're looking out for their self and not for you.
1: That was going to be my next point is I've never been to a gym or a personal trainer where the first visit wasn't all about goals. That's like the place to start when you want to get in get in shape and get healthy. You know, what are you trying to do? Do you want to lose weight? Are you trying to add muscle? Are you trying to add, uh, you know, distance on your run? Are you trying to rehab from an injury? All of those things are different goals for different people. And I would imagine it's the same thing in a first appointment with you guys.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if you go to a trainer and they walk you right over, you know, the first time you meet them to a weight bench and ask you to go ahead and lay down and I'm going to get going, let's do some reps. You know, you're kind of looking at them like, what's going on? I don't understand. You know, you don't even know who I am or what I'm trying to accomplish. Very similar in, in what we're doing here in the office where we're trying to get to know you first. And really understand what your overall goals and objectives are before trying to put that plan together. Or else, what what are we planning for, right? So, exactly. kind of like what we what we've been saying, it's important just to make sure that first appointment is is an interview for both sides, really. You know, just kind of like a job interview. If you're not talking and being listened to by your advisor, and they're the, they're the ones just talking at you, trying to get you to do this, that, or the other, it's it's probably not a good situation for you, and, and maybe find somebody who's a better fit. So if you find yourself looking for an advisor someone you can actually sit down and, and have a conversation with and, and try to find that that trusted someone to help you through your retirement plan, uh, if you haven't found that, that person yet, give us a try to come out and see us uh, at one of our dinner events. We do them all the time, all around Austin. Um, we, we talk to a lot of individuals and families who are looking to figure out their retirement strategy, whether you're in retirement or nearing retirement. We talk about various mistakes that retirees make and, and give you a good overview of, of our approach to retirement planning. Uh, so come out and join us there and if you like us you can come and make an appointment with us visit us at our office and we'll have uh, sort of this one-on-one conversation we've been talking about we can dive into the details and really figure out if we're a good fit for each other and, and work on putting a plan together so do come out and see us
1: If you want to sign up for an upcoming dinner and discussion seminar, you can do that by going to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Jess and Jonathan will be talking about things like the annuity trap, taxes, the problem with investing as if you're still working, and the danger, of course, of procrastination, as well as some other top financial planning, and retirement planning mistakes that others have made in the past and how you, of course, can avoid them. If you want to attend again one of those upcoming events, uh, they host these throughout the Austin area. You can go to ncwealth.com to see the list of events and to RSVP. And you can also call or text the team and ask about attending an upcoming event as well. 512-492-3800 is the number. That's 512-492-3800. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill, Jonathan Berkland. I'm Walter Storholt, and there's more on the web.
3: Hey, it's Jess Hamill with Noble Capital. Are you making your retirement a priority? Do you have a plan to generate income in retirement? Have you worked hard to accumulate a nest egg and now your only plan is to spend it down? If any of these questions make you stop and think, you need to attend our upcoming dinner event. We'll talk about generating retirement income in ways you probably won't expect. Seats fill up quickly, so reserve your spot today. Go to ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. That's ncwealth.com or call 512-492-3800. Talk thirteen seven,
4: the right choice.
0: You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour with Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. Let's get back to the show with your host, Walter Storho.
1: You're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. This is Walter Storholt alongside Jonathan Berkland and Jess Hamill, the fantastic team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, serving you in the Austin area. You can find us online by going to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Find out about upcoming dinner and discussion seminars that the team hosts throughout the area, and you can also listen to past episodes of the show and much more all at ncwealth.com. Well, guys, I want to talk a little bit about, of course, retirement planning on today's show, but how it's a lot like building a house. You know, I think for some people, the idea of putting together a financial plan doesn't sound like much fun, but the idea of building a home, well, that gets people going and excited. So let's find the similarities between the two in building a strong financial plan as if we were also building our dream home to try and merge the fun and the productivity of getting a good plan in place. So, with any home, we've got to start, of course, with what the foundation. Uh, if we don't have a great foundation on the house, well, it doesn't really matter what we do to the rest of it. It's it's not going to stand uh, against storms. It may fall over just on its own. It's not going to be a great way to start. And that's a pretty logical place to start for our financial plan as well. But what makes up the foundation of a financial plan?
3: I would say the income plan. Um, you know, if you don't have your income coming in then none of the rest of it really matters. You don't want your income subject to the roller coaster that uh, is okay to have with your investments while you're still working. But once your income is being derived from your investments, you need something that's solid, stable, um, something you can count on, just like the foundation of the house.
2: Right, right. And it needs to be focused on income, right? We don't just have a big pile of money that we're just going to be pulling from each month to pay the bills, right? There needs to be a little bit more of a plan than just spending it down. And, and that's really where income planning comes in. And that's why it's the foundation of, of our retirement plans and really where we start, you know, starting with a budget. What do we spend? What is What are our lifestyle needs? and then go from there trying to solve income and produce income that comes in on top of social security and pensions that you may have, that usually doesn't complete the income needs for most people. So we need to fill that gap with something, and that something is the income plan. And we spend a lot of time on that, work with clients every day on those, and and get really excited about building them. So the foundation is absolutely the income plan. I, I definitely agree. All right. So we
1: have our foundation of an income plan. We've got to do that first. When we're building a home, we then put up the walls after we get the foundation in place. I think the walls obviously are, uh, you know, of course, important if we want to be protected from the elements and give some structure to the future parts of the home. So what is that structure that we're then adding into our financial plans as
2: the next step? Yeah, The, the walls, right? The investment plan. What do we do with those dollars that aren't targeted at our income plan, right? We may need 10% of the portfolio or 90% of the portfolio to produce that income plan, depending on, on your spending needs, spending habits, and, and available assets, but there's some leftover dollars in there somewhere that we do something with, right? And,
3: and what is that something? Yeah, That's, some, some manner of accumulation that we're not relying on for... For income, um, so that if it, you know the market, for example, if it's in the market and the market makes a correction, you can write it out because you've got the foundation, you've got the income plan already done. Yep, and it's
2: definitely based on your risk tolerance, right? Your investment plan may be just a CD if that's if that's your risk tolerance, <laughs> right? And we've had, we have <laughs> we those died, clients, yeah, absolutely, right? Or you may be you know totally the other direction, you know, your your next door neighbor, you're starting a lawn mowing business, and you're going to hand him all that cash so he can go start that business, and you just trust him so much, you know. There's that end of the spectrum too. Most people are somewhere in the middle, obviously, and and and. we work with them to figure out how to best utilize those assets, put them to work and and make a return because even though those assets aren't targeted at your income plan, um, you may still want to utilize them in retirement and you certainly don't want to lose those dollars or use them inefficiently, right? So we want to have a plan for those uh, and make sure the entire portfolio is working for you in retirement. So those are the walls. But After we get the walls up, we want to make sure we can protect our home from
1: rain, snow, and the sun beating down on us. So we've got to start thinking about the
3: roof, logically. What's the roof of our financial plans, though? I'd, I'd have to say insurance. Um, you know, yeah, the, Cap it off. Yeah, it's, yeah cap it off. It's a, it's a little bit of a stretch on the analogy there, um, but, you know. We've got the income coming in we've got our separate um, accumulation model going on over there mm-hmm. um, at some point we need to prepare for things that we can't control that may or may not happen so insurance is a great way to do that and we have a variety of Types of insurance and ways to use insurance in ways that you may not have thought of before. Right, right. And then there's things
2: that people think of using insurance for, maybe like long term care, where we may not take a long term care insurance approach, we may take a self insurance approach. But really, you know, the roof analogy is we're looking out for the bad weather, the future storms, and making sure we have something in place for them. So even if we are using a self insurance approach, making sure we talk about that up front as part of our retirement planning and not just reacting to it down the road so we have something in place to cover us, so to
3: speak. Yeah, exactly. If the weather was, if I knew the weather was going to be 80 degrees all the time and never rain, never snow, and I had to worry about sunburn, I wouldn't I wouldn't have a roof, right? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. You, or you, even the walls we could
1: start ignoring at yeah, that point, yeah, right? right? Just, just live out of the, on the top of your pickup truck or something like That's that. That's it. <laughs> well, in a traditional home, however, we in traditional environments, we're going to have those storms that we need to weather. So it's good to have all those things in place. And then last but not least, it's time to decorate the inside of the home. We call that the finishing touches. You know, we're talking about things like, uh, okay, we want some built-in bookshelves or we're going to add some crown molding here for an extra touch let's get some custom-made furniture into the home and really sort of make it ours and customize it a little bit and just put those final touches on it what would kind of fall into the category of the finishing touches of that financial plan
2: estate planning, I think, and and really it it does make sense. Kind of like the final touches you're talking about, you can go simple and you can go extreme, right? We can have just a a basic built-in bookshelf or we can have, you know, the chandelier from the ceiling kind of thing, you know? So when it comes to estate planning, it's very similar. Um, A lot of people just need, you know, just basic will, right? And, And some people don't even have that when they come into our office. So that's something we always want to button up and link them up with the right professional to make sure they have that in place. And the opposite end of that spectrum is a really complex trust or something of that, you know, nature where um, there's lots of moving parts involved. And and that kind of uh, also ties into their overall retirement plan. Usually that happens to be complex, too. So we we see it across the spectrum, but that's something you want to button up, whether
3: it's a simple will or complex trust. And you want to make sure that it fits your needs, too. So it's it's disappointing to me sometimes when clients come in. And that's one of the things I ask them on the first appointment. Um, You know, do you have a will? Is it current? And I see too many people that come in with a trust That when I ask them why they have a trust, they can't answer it. And when I look at their portfolio, I'm not seeing a reason for it other than when they went to the attorney for a will. um, He made more money off of a trust, so all of a sudden they got a trust. So there are some very specific reasons to use a trust, but it's not really for everybody. We just need to make sure that whatever you do fits your needs.
2: That's a good point, yeah. You don't always need the the chandelier, right? (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Well, if you have any questions on, on building a house or, or rather putting a retirement plan together, um, it's certainly a good idea to come out and join us at a dinner event to really just get to know who we are and what we do. We talk a lot about mistakes that can be made in the retirement process and and really about our approach to retirement planning. And we give you an option to, to come in and see us and meet face-to-face one-on-one and see if we're a good fit for you. So uh, do take that opportunity, reach out to us, sign up for an event uh, in your area, and, and we look forward to seeing you all out there.
1: All you have to do to find the list of events coming up here in the Austin area is to go to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. You'll see the list of events and how to RSVP right there on the site. Just go to ncwealth.com. And you can also call or text the team directly and inquire that way. 512-492-3800 is the number. 512 area code, and then it's just 492-3800 to get in touch and ask about attending one of those great events coming up. If you'd like to learn with some of your peers, you want to have a little meal while you get to learn about proper financial planning practices, and in essence, build your financial house with the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management, just do that right now by calling 512-492-3800 or going online to ncwealth.com to sign up and reserve your spot today. We're coming up on today's show, you're listening to the Noble Capital Radio Hour.
0: Do you have a question for the Noble Capital team? Give us a call at 512-492-3800 to get some answers. That's 512-492-3800 or
1: online at ncwealth.com. Time for another mailbag question here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Love answering your questions here on the show. If you'd like to submit one, you can call or even text your question into us at 512-492-3800 or go online to ncwealth.com. Dot com Howard has this question Howard is from Dell Valley and says now that I'm retired I need income from my investments should I invest primarily in dividend paying stocks now
2: not primarily yeah. um, not not that the concept of dividend paying stocks is, is bad per se but um, you know the, the diversified portfolio is, is always what we're going to come back to so um, in terms of, of building an income plan from the ground up starting uh, somewhere a little bit safer is probably the way to go so depending on how much secure income you're looking to have whether it's 50% of your income needs 75 100% you know that's kind of gonna form a foundation of the income plan and from there we can allocate to the market uh, accordingly whether that's you know for income purposes or just for growing a portfolio
3: yeah I, I agree 100 percent I mean are basically basically four asset classes that we we deal with here insurance products of various natures um, real estate Mostly private lending and then the uh, the market. So, when we're going from safest to least predictable, we usually go to you know, whether it's dividend producing or, or not. Uh, it's usually the market products or the, the last thing in that in that line. There. Yeah,
1: it's a good question, Howard. Thank you for submitting that one to us. A uh, short and sweet answer for you there this time around. If you've got questions like Howard, you can submit them online at ncwealth.com. Get in touch through the website, ncwealth.com, or give us a call or text, 512. Four nine two thirty eight hundred. That's five one two four nine two thirty eight hundred.
0: 3800
1: It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Jonathan and Jess a little bit better on today's show. And guys, I'm just curious. Is there a topic or, I don't know, just something in this world that you really wish you knew more about? If you had more time, more energy to be able to tackle something, what's something you just wish you knew a lot about?
3: Wow, man, that's a, uh, my, I, and I don't do this anymore, but I mean, my famous uh, uh, saying was, I know everything for at least 15 or 20 years, <laughs> I don't know. My, my, okay, so I, mine is is uh, it's super geeky. European
2: history. I love it. Always have loved it. My <laughs>
1: that was super geeky. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my uh, bookshelves at home, yeah, physical actual books on on actual bookshelves. Uh, my wife and I split them. She has her shelves, and I have my shelves. And mine are, it's just stock full of European history. Uh, I used to read a lot more when I had more time. I haven't read as much lately, but you know, I, I'd spend lots of time doing that, and I love I love going over there. You know, just being there where all the history happened. And uh, it's just, its I don't know why I find it interesting, but I just really do. Even more so than American history, and I'm an American. So that's just it for me. That's like, if I could just, you know, spend hours and hours just reading something, that's what I would pick. Wow. And that's okay.
1: not a bad pick. Right. I mean,
2: there is so much more European history than American history. So. There you go. So the, I'll take my uh, geek award now. Thank you very much. It's got a lot of depth to it. That's <laughs> it does. I mean, just, by definition, it's longer.
3: So, <laughs> yeah, yes. yes.
2: Exactly.
3: <laughs> Jess, did you think of anything in that span, or do you uh, still stick by that yeah. you know everything? No, I don't know everything. I've, I've learned that a while back. The uh, The smartest guy in the room is the guy that realizes he's not the smartest guy in the room. It took me a while there to figure that go. out. So, I like that um, saying. Yeah. What, yeah. what do I want to know more about? Probably what makes women tick. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> but no re- A realistically. Common answer. A common yeah, answer. Yeah. Realistically, um if I wanted some deeper in-depth knowledge of something that interests me, it would be architecture and some of the places that I that I either can't go or it's just not feasible. Uh Russia, Iran, part of the Middle East, um the architecture that I've seen in pictures um is fascinating to me, so I would like to know more about how that came about and be exposed more of it. Yeah, like that oh, stuff way back
2: when kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah,
3: that's really neat.
1: That's kind of in line with you in motorcycles or, or choppers and building them. And so just expanding that out to buildings and learning more about that, it'd be cool. Yeah,
3: for sure.
1: I didn't know much about architecture until I did the, uh, you ever been to Chicago and done the riverboat tour, the architecture oh, yeah. tour? That yeah. was fascinating. Uh, you really start to learn kind of what goes into buildings and behind them and the development of them and kind of gives you good perspective, so.
3: I like that answer. That's a good one. So here's a good trivia question here because you'll hear me say a lot. Um, form follows function. First, does anybody know what that really means? And two, who said that? Oh, I don't know. Frank Lloyd Wright. There you go. Really? That. No. That's it, oh, good guess. Sure. So form follows function means that when you're designing something, no matter how pretty it looks, if it doesn't work, it's useless. So oh, form like that. Form follows function. Function comes first. I can build the most beautiful motorcycle in the world, but if it won't run, it does not mean no good. You yeah, can say so. the same thing for a financial plan. I was going to say, yeah, we, we can make this Well, it the applies separate. across the board. But, I, but it, my point is, I say that a lot around here. It's like, hey, you know, somebody's trying to figure something out. Form follows function, and people look at me like I'm speaking Chinese. So, uh, it's nice to at least get the definition out there. I like it. I Sarah it. gets it. Jonathan gets it. So yeah. the, the core people
1: get it. There you go. That's what's important. Yeah. Very neat. That's getting to know Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland a little bit better on today's show. You're tuned into the Noble Capital Radio Hour. That's getting to know you, and there's more coming up. Stay tuned.
0: Hi, I'm a cleverly devised personification of Wall Street. I'm one wild roller coaster ride away from wreaking havoc on your investments. And I love to mess with your emotions. If you're not properly diversified, you can bet I'll keep you up all night thinking about me. If you want to keep me off your mind, you really need a trusted advisor who'll look after your best interests. You also need a custom-designed financial plan that'll protect you from market volatility. Otherwise, when I take a plunge, I'll send you scrambling through your filing cabinet, hoping you were well-prepared. Don't wait for turmoil to hit. In the Austin area, reach out to the Noble Capital Wealth Management Team for help building a custom, comprehensive, and complementary financial plan. Call 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or reserve a time to meet online at ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com. Want to have a great meal on us and learn a little about retirement at the same time? Go to ncwealth.com to see our list of upcoming dinner events. You can reserve a spot right there online. Just go to
1: ncwealth.com to RSVP. Come hungry. Well, we'll see you there. Time for another mailbag question here on the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Walter Storholt alongside Jonathan Berkland and Jess Hamill, the great team at Noble Capital Wealth Management here in the Austin area. And our question comes to us from Larry in Austin. Submit your questions online, by the way, at ncwealth.com or by calling or texting 512-492-3800. Larry says, I just heard a great presentation about investing in oil wells, and I'm ready to jump in just wanted to be sure i'm not making a mistake what do you guys think
3: larry Larry, you know it's that's there's no way to say if that's a mistake or not it depends on on what you're doing is that extra money that you've got on the side that you want to try to hit a home run on or is that stuff that you're planning on retiring on yeah that's i think that's what it
2: comes back to is what does your plan look like do you have a plan that that has your income solved for and now we're just talking fun money you know uh maybe it's going to be legacy money and you're not too concerned your time horizon is pretty long on it and You know, if 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 it uh, hits the fan, it's not going to be an issue. Maybe so.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you listen to what do they call her AOC, you know, that that would be a bad investment because the world's going to end in about seven years if we keep using oil. So, I mean, I wouldn't (laughs) I wouldn't base it on that. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of alternative investments out there. And it's certainly something that we, we kind of can help coach our clients on it. It really comes back to the plan, though, like I was saying, you know, are those assets you're relying on for income and, and retirement purposes? If so, we might we might say, maybe not, let's, let's make sure we have our bases covered before we, we stretch out that far and take that kind
3: of risk. Yeah. And, you know, especially being here in, in Texas, where you know, we're so oil heavy in the industry, yeah, yeah. it's funny that a, a lot of people around the, the rest of the country think that that's all we do here is that, you know, ride horses and yes. you know, have oil <laughs> well in that's, our front that's yard. Right, that's right. Um, so it's kind of funny to hear a couple of uh, Texas based advisors shying away from investing in oil as something that's primary or safe. Um, so we're not saying it as a bad investment. I just I don't think I would count on it for my retirement income. Yeah, not primary. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the other big factor there, too, you just retired, essentially, and you know now ready to just jump in after one presentation. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe come check out yeah, our presentation. Come to our presentation. Yeah. Yeah, we might be able to lay, lay out the, the ins and outs of retirement a little bit clearer for you and, and, and help you put a plan together, because um, that's that's not the way to, to jump off right into retirement with all that hard-earned money that you set aside. So take that into consideration. Thank you for the question, Larry. We appreciate
1: that one. By the way, did I hear you just almost say there, Jonathan, Mike could? Is it, were you setting up I could this, you, you, you might oh, could I, I like, thought I heard that about to come out and you caught you,
2: yourself you, you might could catch me on that a time or two <laughs> I,
3: might, guys, I might this could. southern drawl comes out every now and then <laughs> right. really you, you don't look at him and see a, a you know a Texas redneck by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination and not that he is but you know he still has those you know bless your heart and uh, Mike could oh, oh my goodness. goodness oh my goodness yeah. Yeah. you know kind of comes out of him every now and then I
1: had a coworker once who said Mike could about uh, 72 times a day and it was just <laughs> It just that now I'm tuned to hear it and be ready
3: for it. So. Yeah, like Jonathan's catchphrase around here is, is, oh my goodness. That's, that's his nickname. Oh my goodness. I think you've said that several times on the show. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I'm goodness. sure I have. Oh I took goodness. him, I took him for a ride on a motorcycle. First time he would ever been on a Harley. And we pulled out here. I let him wear the helmet because he had to wear a helmet. And we're going around the road. It's a 25, 30 mile an hour speed limit. And, we're going along, and I just I hit the throttle one time, and he said, oh, my goodness. So, <laughs> Every since then, that's that's what we've uh, we've referred to him behind his back, and I told him that the other day, and he didn't believe me. And so Sarah walked in. I said, hey, Sarah, what's Jonathan's nickname? She's like, oh, my goodness. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: oh, oh, it's, a, it's a term of endearment, though. Oh, dear. Yes, yes. For sure. yes. Uh,
1: it sounds to me like to work in the uh, noble capital wealth management environment, you have to uh, enjoy getting a you know a little ribbing here and there. So Oh, yeah, for sure. Of at least course. in this division. In, 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 the, in your division. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Anywhere in Jess's proximity, you got to you got to be ready to take it a little bit and dish it out, too. So, yes, that's right. That's that's all right. That's what makes you guys a good fit. Well, oh, my goodness, that's another mailbag question <laughs> in the bank. Uh, great question there, Larry. Thank you for submitting that one to us once again. And if you've got questions of your own, reach out to Jess Hamill, Jonathan Berkland, and the Noble Capital team at 512-492-3800. That's 512-492-3800. Or online at ncwealthy.com. talk 1370 the right choice
0: you're listening to the noble capital radio hour with jess hamill and jonathan berkland let's get back to the show with
1: your host walter storholt you're listening to the noble capital radio hour walter storholt here alongside the fantastic team at noble capital wealth management serving you throughout the austin area jess hamill vice president of noble capital wealth management and jonathan berkland he's an advisor with the team if you want more information about getting in touch with the team about upcoming events you can do that by going to ncwealth.com Com. That's ncwealth.com or call or text 512-492-3800. That's 512 492 Three eight zero zero. If you've ever been to one of the fantastic dinner events that the team has throughout the Austin area before, you've probably learned about the seven common retirement mistakes and how to avoid them, of course, the uh, second important piece of that puzzle. Uh, on today's show, we want to talk about some of the important retirement mistakes. We don't have time to get to all seven of them over the next couple of minutes here, but Jess and Jonathan have picked out some of their favorites to go through. And guys, first on the list here for us to tackle is investing like you're still working why would that be a common mistake that people make
3: well first of all you're not still working so (laughs) (laughs) that would kind of be the most fundamental aspect right there but you know we've all been conditioned or the majority of us growing up um, throughout our career all the way up until retirement that investing is synonymous with the stock market there are some other you know individual investments for the most part that's what everybody thinks about so you know if you're 40 years old you're making a couple hundred thousand dollars a year you are in a certain level of risk in the market and we have a 2000 or 2008 for the most part you can ride it out you're, you're still working so you're not relying on those investments um for your income and in some cases you go out and buy some more while it's down you know but the price drops market drops keep on working eventually it'll come back up you've got time before you need to start relying on it so if you're 60 or 65 and you're relying on your nest egg in the market for your income and we get a drop like 2008 now we've got a, a double whammy so one you don't have time to wait for it to ride out before you start spending it so the only thing that makes a portfolio lose value faster than the market dropping is you spending it while the market's dropping because now we've got significantly less to build back on to come back so having that mindset a lot of people come in here and they, they they're still going off the old adage you know as long as you just spend four percent of your portfolio to last forever you know those are the old days that doesn't work anymore So if you're just trying to spend a nest egg down, spend it slower than it's growing in the market and the market drops, you're, you're in a whole different world. So investing as if you had a job is probably the number one mistake that I see people doing when they no longer have a job.
2: Right. And I think what Jess is getting at is recognizing that you're no longer in the accumulation phase of, of your investment life, right? You're, you're now in preservation and or distribution. Um, you have to think about things a little bit differently. So it's time to, to take a, a quick check at, at what am I doing with my portfolio currently? And if you're putting a retirement plan together, considering retirement, you got to consider that you're also kind of in a different phase of life. It's It's going to be preservation and or distribution. And and those take a little bit different tools to accomplish those successfully than, than you've been using to accumulate. Yeah,
3: exactly. Now, there's nothing wrong with being in the market in retirement and there's nothing wrong with wanting to accumulate. But it's a mindset that you've got to shift to, to you know, reflect the fact that you don't have a paycheck coming anymore. And the exactly. best way I can exactly. say to describe that is let's reposition some of those assets and turn them into paychecks. Paychecks that last forever, paychecks that adjust for inflation. And once we've got all of your income figured out, then we look at accumulation. So if something goes wrong, we have another 2008 then, hey, we're not thrilled about it, but it's okay because our income is safe and we can still ride it out. We're not relying on that for income, waiting for 8 or 10 or 12 years for it to come back.
1: My guess is a lot of people just don't realize that that is a trigger, that when you something needs to change with your investments, and, and really, as we've talked about on the show before, probably leading up to that point as well. It's not exactly a flip of a switch, but there's a transitional period that happens. But some people just aren't, don't even realize that that change needs to happen in the first place, let alone then what needs to happen from there. And uh, that's what we're trying to point out on today's show. One of the common retirement mistakes uh, that the guys see, investing like you're still working. There's uh, another one that you guys address at your dinner events, which, by the way, if you want to see an upcoming list of events in the Austin area that you can attend, you can check that out at ncwealth.com, ncwealth.com. The annuity trap. What is the annuity trap?
3: You know, annuities are probably one of the most misunderstood financial instruments out there. The annuities of today are very different from your grandfather's annuity. So people are still carrying that, whole. my grandfather told me not to ever do it, or my brother-in-law told me don't ever buy an annuity. A lot of them are remembering the way things were structured before. But on top of it, there are different types of annuities. And, you know, they say a little bit of knowledge is a dangerous thing. So when you have somebody that knows a little bit about a variable annuity and a little bit about a fixed index annuity and a little bit about an immediate annuity, and they all, they lump them all together and try to piece it together and, and paint one picture, um, a lot of times you get a pretty ugly picture that's not exactly accurate. So... I'll use variable annuities as an example. There's, there's very little place in retirement, in my opinion, for a variable annuity. A variable annuity is basically your market-based portfolio under the cloak of an annuity. So if your goal is to come out of a risk-based scenario and go into an annuity, the last thing you want to do is take it and put it into an annuity and throw it right back out to the market. And on top of it, somebody's got to manage that. So now you're paying even more for somebody to manage your portfolio in the market, while it's in an annuity and a lot of times those fees are hidden so um, those are i see those all the time three and a half four percent in fees to be in a variable annuity so you know if you if you're in four percent of fees then you're up six you're only up two if you're down two then you're really down six because the the insurance company is going to make their four percent no matter what right right Um, so because of nuances like that that don't really pertain to the annuities that we do, a lot of times people will shy away from something that that makes a lot of sense for them. Right. The annuity trap really is, is either
2: not understanding the annuity that you're purchasing and or having an annuity that you don't understand or that doesn't fit within a plan because you don't have a plan. You just have that product and you're hoping it, it works out for you. So it's really important to, to one, understand what you are purchasing, which is something you know we, we do every day, day in and day out. That's very important to us. And two, making sure that works within the context of, of your
3: plan and what you're trying to
2: accomplish in retirement. Yeah. So, so
3: it's like, what, what are you doing with the annuity? Are you trying to accumulate or are you trying to turn it into income? I and mean, those are two completely different classes of annuities. And unfortunately, a lot of people have an annuity that worked out better for the commission for the annuity salesman than what works out best for them. So when we sit down with you, we show you everything, show you how it all works, explain it in great detail. People walk out here all the time and say, wow, I never understood it like that right. before. Thank you so much for, for explaining Absolutely. that. Absolutely, annuities that you already have and it may be
2: something yeah. that we plan on using in the plan that we're building for you, right? Both ways.
3: Yeah, so people come in here all the time with annuities that they bought from an annuity salesman and they have no idea what it is. Hmm.
2: The trap isn't the annuity. The trap
1: is the misinformation about the annuity. Exactly, exactly. Very cool. All right, this uh, next uh, mistake that people make is a bit bombastic. It is the tax time bomb. What is the tax time bomb? Sounds very dramatic.
3: Anybody that's listened to this show for a while that knows me very well knows that I'm not a big fan of tax-deferred qualified accounts. It's not that they don't have any place, but I think people put too much emphasis on them. So when I see... A client that comes in and they've got $3 million in their 401k and $40,000 in the bank, and that's it. And they're so proud because they've done so well with this 401k. I tell them, congratulations, every penny of income for the rest of your life is taxable. Right. Um, so it, you need to not get so caught up in that desire to have tax-deferred income, especially if you're in the higher income brackets. So, you know, if you're, if you're living on $60,000 a year and you're going to retire with three or $400,000 in your 401k, and you're basically relying on social security and a little bit of drawdown, okay, let's go tax deferred. You're going to be in the lower tax brackets, but most of our clients are coming in here living on a hundred to $200,000 now, and many of them live on even more money in retirement. So if you have deferred all that tax down the road and chosen to take all of your income out of tax-deferred accounts, you're giving up a lot more of it in tax in many situations than you would have if you just paid tax in the first place. Right. So right. I, I like a blend. Tax-deferred, tax-free, tax-efficient. And that way we can blend all of those throughout the rest of your life to keep you in the lower tax brackets. But when you come in with everything tax-deferred, then everything's gonna be taxable. And I've said it once, I'll say it a million times, I don't think the biggest risk that you have in your portfolio going into retirement is the market. It's I think it's the taxes. We don't know who's going to be in office 15 or 20 years from now when we retire. So what tax bracket am I going to be in? Am I going to be in the 20% bracket or the 60% bracket that doesn't even exist right now?
2: Exactly. And, and furthermore, my referring that tax bomb down the road to your beneficiaries, right? I mean, uh, a lot of the times if you're in that scenario, just described quite a bit of money in in a 401k or IRA, and you may not be planning on spending all that yourself, but you want to leave that to the next generation, that's not necessarily the the ideal instrument to to leave to your beneficiaries because they may very well inherit uh, that tax bomb themselves and and, and unknowingly uh, pay a lot of taxes if they take that lump sum, which happens more often than not. So um, that's something we have to consider too and, and help you think about and walk through as we're doing our retirement planning is the next generation, those beneficiaries. Yep. We're talking on the Noble Capital Radio Hour today with Jess Hamill and Jonathan
1: Berkland uh, about the common retirement mistakes that people make. They address these seven common mistakes at their dinner events throughout the Austin area and uh, we're covering a couple of them on today's show. Uh, let's get to one more here in the time allotted, guys. Procrastination. I gotta imagine maybe this is the, the granddaddy of them all.
3: You know, it really is, but can we just talk about that one later?
1: <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. we'll just Pencil it in that for next ma- week. Yeah. How about that's that? right. We'll, yeah. we'll Maybe do a little We'll yeah. get around to it. What's going right. to happen right. then, though, Jess? Is there something <laughs> else? Another shiny object going to take
3: you away? <laughs> probably so. You know, so that that's that's one of the things that we deal with quite a bit. Um, I'll sit down with somebody and we'll go through a lot of uh, planning and they look at it. They say, it sounds great, but, you know, I think I want to wait. You know, saying, what are you waiting on? You're getting older, not younger. The, uh, the, you know, all of the things that you're exposed to only get worse by waiting. So procrastination is probably the, the biggest hurdle that I have with clients. It's an emotional thing. They don't want to move on anything because they're scared. So they want to put it off to later. So, you know, you'll hear it on the show many, many times. I'm more of a therapist than I am a financial advisor. Yes. (laughs) Um, And my job is to get people to emotionally come to terms with the fact that they are getting older and they are changing their lifestyle and they need to react accordingly. Absolutely. And,
2: you know, if if that sounds like you, then, then please take action now and and pick up the phone, right? (laughs) Give us, give us a text, give us a call, something, reach out to us, because that's what we like to do on a daily basis is help those of you who have been procrastinating to put a retirement plan together. You know, reach out to us, attend a seminar. You you don't have to commit. You know, just come check us out, get to know us, learn a little bit more about uh, the common retirement mistakes in a little bit more detail and, and uh, connect on the opportunity to sit down with us one on one and tell us about your retirement goals and dreams and those challenges that may be uh, keeping you procrastinating. So please do take advantage. Come see us. We'd we'd love to have you.
1: We've given you a little preview of what's talked about at those dinner events that you can attend here in the Austin area. If you want to view a list of those upcoming events and RSVP right from your smartphone or computer, you can do that by going to ncwealth.com. That's ncwealth.com, the place to go online to see the upcoming list of events and to sign up ncwealth.com if you prefer to call or text you can certainly do that as well and inquire that way 512-492-3800 is the number to reach the noble capital team 512-492-3800 your number to call or text if you'd like to attend an upcoming event don't procrastinate uh, do it now. If it's something that's been on your mind and it's been bothering you, you know you need a better plan in place. Now's the time to take some action while you're thinking about it. Just uh, take the opportunity to do that today. 512-492-3800 is that number to call or text or online at ncwealth.com. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And that's all the time that we have for on this week's show. For Jess Hamill and Jonathan Berkland. I'm Walter Storholt. Have a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time back here on the Noble Capital
4: Radio Hour. All opinions and information expressed by the speakers on this show are solely the opinions of those speakers and not those of Noble Capital or any of its subsidiaries or affiliates. All opinions are based on information the speakers consider reliable. Opinions and information are provided as is for educational purposes only, cannot be guaranteed or warranted, may change without notice, and may not be corrected or updated. Opinions and information should not be construed as an inducement to invest and offer to buy or sell securities, nor as legal, tax, or investment advice, nor do they take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and are therefore not necessarily intended as recommendations suitable for you. You must make an independent decision regarding investments and strategies mentioned on this program. Neither the speakers, Noble Capital, or their affiliates guarantee any specific outcome or profit. Past performance is not indicative of future results and all investments involve inherent risk of total loss. Strategies and investments fluctuate in price and value and investors may get back less than they invested. You should seek advice from independent financial investment and legal counsel before making any financial or investment decisions. Transmission of information through this program is not intended and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you and Noble Capital. Information provided on this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. provision of such information does not imply responsibility for or an endorsement of any third-party information, opinion, recommendation, or investment product. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is prohibited without the prior written consent
0: of